Now let's talk about tactics. Scare tactics. With the element of illusion becoming as real to us as our religion. I mean, when Siegfried and Roy become as real as St. Peter and Paul, can you dig what I'm saying? Dig what I'm saying. With that being said, we gotta know that a tactic is planned out. The enemy had to plan that thing out in order to stifle you and take you off your game. But a lot of times, we can be our own enemy. Great day one and all, this is none other than your brother, XL Wilbur, reporting to you live from your side. If you decide not to oblige, well, that means you choose to blues. You probably someone seeing red with your hands on your head instead. And with that being said, I'd like to welcome you all to something I like to call Scare Tactics. This is the podcast, the self-help podcast that lets you know the life you long for, the goals you long for, the experiences you long for are in shorter distances than you could ever imagine. Yes, Lord. We're going to take the pros and the cons of a fear each week and change them into Louis Vuittons, Louis Vuittons, whatever your gender is, whatever your preference is. And we're going to step in style. We're going to stand on top of those things. We're going to conquer our fears with this very podcast, giving you practical exercises, practical applications. And we're going to like match up the pros and cons. And like, just wait, just wait. If you're new to the show, just wait to see how we're going to do this. And Thank you for joining me. Thank you for giving me time out of your day, out of your workout, out of your commute to talk about these fears, break them down and make them work for us. Because that's what it's all about, giving us power. And it's so fitting that the ABCs of Fear series today brings us to the letter C. And the letter C, we're going to talk about control. Control. Hey, hey, that's what she likes. <laughs> Y'all know I like having fun with y'all, man. Y'all the X Factors. Y'all my people. And if the acoustics sound a lot different to you from those who've been listening, then of course they're different. And if you're a subscriber or listening to my Church with a Double Cup podcast, then you already know my situation. Right now, I'm on military duty in another town. So I'm recording out of my hotel room. And I brought the pop filter. I brought the mic. I brought the interface, the computer. And ain't nothing going to stop us. We're going to have control over the situation. We still got to go over these scare tactics because fear doesn't leave just because I left town. You did what I'm saying? <laughs> so with that being said, when we talk about control, in this corner, we have the pros. We have independence authority and the powerlifting champion world's strongest being stability and in this corner we have the cons entitled selfishness and just in time for halloween <laughs> the returning paranoia and now that we got our teams lined up we really don't have to even specify our playing field because with control control can have many many aspects and they can touch every aspect if you if you really think about it i'm talking about from physical to mental to spiritual to emotional and we actually going to hark more so on the spiritual in this episode to show you just how much that word control or so how much that aspect of control really governs how we look at life how we do life so I, re I really want y'all to like stick with me on this one because it's really gonna get good and i feel like it only does us justice for me to dust off my honorary english degree <laughs> and talk about the etymology and the word origin of control and it actually stems from a word that means to check the accuracy of an account or to audit and it's actually derived also from two words two latin words that translate into against the wheel 
And then, so you think about it like this, against the wheel. First thing you think, like, all right, XL, I know you're talking about having control, taking guard of your life, doing these type of things. How are you going to tell me control is a good thing when it say going against the wheel? Ain't the steering wheel? Don't you control the steering wheel? You are absolutely right, because you got to think back in these times, Latin, a dead language is what they say. No one speaks it anymore. Hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, you talk about words that mean against the wheel. The wheels were actually pushed by things of nature, like those like wheels you see that have that are pushed by water and then you got to think about the windmills those are like wheels that are pushed by nature not human force so to say we can go against the wheel means we have control over our direction we can change the direction of it so you're absolutely right when you think of a steering wheel because the steering wheel does change the direction of the wheels under the car and that basically tells you from the origin of the word control already meant we can change our direction. We don't have to sit in that same wallow and that muck and whatever it is that we're sitting in that makes us feel like we can't move to the next level. And I'm reminded when I hear, hear this, when I, especially when they talked about the part about auditing. First thing popped in my head. I'm a battle rap, uh, <laughs> a battle rap um, uh, air arena connoisseur. If you can say, I don't want to say fan, but I'm actually uh, adhere. I, I like watching battle rap, especially the Ultimate Rap League and the uh, Queen of the Ring League and pretty much any of the rap battle rap leagues. I, I love those. And I have a guy by the name of Shotgun Suge that raps, and he has a scheme. A scheme is basically where they have a whole setup of how they want the rhymes to hit and Control the fans. My God, there you go. It came full circle. But basically, Shotgun Suge says, I'm tapping pockets. And when he says tapping pockets, it means he's checking. He's checking to see if you have enough worth robbing you for. Even if, even as dark as that scheme is, I thought of this when I looked at the origin of the word control. Control is checking the accuracy of an account. Seeing if you really are what you say you are. Because these guys get up and they're braggadocious. They say what they got to say and they let you know that they have more than you and they will do more to you than you're willing to do to them. But when Shotgun Suge comes up, I think he's about maybe, he's over six feet. He has to be. He's a big guy. And he comes and says, I'm tapping pockets off the rip. I love that because I know I love checking people who feel like they're bigger and badder than everybody in the room. As I talked about last week when it came to bullying, make Andre the Giant the smallest man in the room, I think about Shotgun Suge when he does the tapping pocket scheme. I love it. I promise you. <laughs> and as we move on, I want to take you to some some actual examples of control in popular culture. And when you talk about control in popular culture, XL, what you talking about? I love music. I love music. So you know what I thought about when this this subject hit me to talk about this week? I already sung one of them, Control, <laughs> by Janet Jackson. And the thing about it is I had never seen the video before, and I probably know why, because it was made the same year I was born in, my goodness. <laughs> and I watched it, and I basically seen that she was wanting independence, one of the pros of Control to begin with. She was wanting independence from her parents, and she looked like a little girl, too. She like she had just stepped off the set of Good Times into this video. That was crazy. But then again, I, look, I listened to Big Sean, his song Control, where a lot of us know that Kendrick Lamar and Jay, Alex, Jay Electronica, man, some people probably forgot he was on the song. And I promise you, I just heard his verse for the first time today because after Kendrick Lamar set the bar so high in that song, and it's hard to do with Big Sean because Big Sean's creative, but it, it, the song was made so, so popular because Kendrick Lamar was going at 
everybody that was big in rap music at the time. He went at everybody. He said, I am friends with all you guys, but I am trying to conquer your crowd. I'm trying to take your fan base. He's tapping pockets just like Shotgun Shug was saying. And the song was called Control. He took so much control over that song that people forgot it was Big Sean's song and forgot that Jay Electronica was on it. That's got to be some control when you're on there with two other people of notoriety and they still forget that it's their song or that you're on it. And I like Jay Electronica's verse, actually, because it talks about Favorite's faith base. And I liked it. But at the same time, Kendrick Lamar had so much control over the song control with his narrative that, yo... We can only take an example of that and run with it. You have to change the narrative. You have to have that control. When you have that control over what it is people see about you and what they think about you and what you think about yourself to start off with, can't nobody tell you nothing different. Now, there are cons to control as well, and we talked about that. Your sense of entitlement, your selfishness. You can get in that space, but if you stay humble, but you know you got control over your own life and nobody has control over it, you definitely can say what you got to say and back it up. My God. So there we go with that. And we're going to go. Here's a hit. I'm going to do something different this week, and I hope you guys are, are cool with this. And when I talk about, I had usually have quotes to back up what I say to help us apply these things. So when we talk about control and how we fear control sometimes, and we fear we don't have enough control. I chose to go to scriptures in the Bible. Then, and I'm going to pinpoint each one of the pros we have. Independence, authority, and then we have the stability. And I'm going, I have a, a verse, scripture, something out of the Bible that's actually going to explain this and just watch how it explodes. So when we talk about independence, we talk about Romans Chapter 6, verse 16. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? So that means either way, if we offer ourselves as somebody who submits to whatever it is, whether it's for good or whether it's for bad, is what it's saying right here. We offer ourselves up as slaves. Whether it's for good or for bad. Whether you think you're in a, a right place or whether we know it's the wrong thing, whether it's our vices that we choose to beat ourselves up about or whether it's something that we feel like we're making a difference with. We, we offer ourselves as obedient slaves. So that means we have to do what it says. It has control over us. That's what it is. We're slaves to it. We adhere to it and we have to agree with it when we look in that mirror. If you can't do that, then guess what? This time for you to let that thing go. You got to get control over it as opposed to it having control over you. And that's where the independence comes, taking the controls off of things that don't do us no good. That's what this show is all about. Understanding the scare tactics and digging into those things. Then we look at authority and authority. The example I want to talk to you about is from first Corinthians chapter nine, verse 27. It says, but and this is the amplified version, like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I preach the gospel to others, I myself will not somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. So you got to think of it like this. Me being a prior boxer, I, I love this analogy. I love this analogy that, that's put out here, especially because he's talking about disciplining my body. And I was trying to figure out what did that mean? 
What what do they mean to discipline my body? And there's the certain things I won't do with my body. Won't indulge in lust. Won't smoke. Won't drink. Won't do certain things. Like some people, they get off on pain. So it's like certain things I won't do to my body because I appreciate my body. I will build my body up. And that discipline will definitely take us to the next level. And it, it, it hits the pro of authority having authority over ourselves having authority over what we let people do to us authority over peer pressure because peer pressure can definitely have us in places that we we indulge in things and vices that we really don't don't we know that it's not good for us but at the same time we want to be cool we want to be friends we want to make sure everybody likes us and that's the craziest thing ever if we really think about it because this scripture right here just told us i strictly discipline my body and make it my slave if you have control over anything it's you so this is where the authority lies and this coming straight from the word a lot of you may not be believers some of you may not believe at all and it's just like it's there though that's an example that we can look at if you discipline yourself no one else has the reason to discipline you because you already got yourself in check you're already good with what you see whatever decisions you make you're good with it because you're the authority in your life and then when we talk about our third point, which is stability, I have to go to the book of Psalms 23, verse 4. I promise you, that is a verse I say every morning up out of my granddaddy, may God bless his soul. And he told me to say this every morning because it's a promise to myself. And verse 4 says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And he's talking about God in this instance. So when you look at that and say, I walk through the darkest valley. It doesn't mean that somebody put us in that valley. When I realized that it didn't mean that it actually can be us that put ourselves in that dark valley, it still says we will fear no evil. The rod and the staff that it talks about. We know what a rod is. When we talk about a staff in those times, it was basically a stick that a leader carried. And then when you look at uh, some who needs a stick and a rod to walk with older people, wisdom, people who have wisdom. And then you look at it like this, even though I walk through the darkest valley that I may have put myself in. I'll still fear no evil. I'll still fear no competition. We can look at that the same way with our walk. For you are with me. If we have a spiritual walk, then whoever we adhere to is with us. And then it says, your rod and your staff. You gave me the stick to walk with. Because if we were living, believe in the spiritual, we know there's no human. No human that's going to walk with us and guide us the way the spirit can. And then we look, that's why I told you, spiritual is going, is going to play out a whole lot with this control thing. And that we are comforted by the control we have in leading our own lives. Do you see what that's saying? Now you got to look at this. I'm going to give you some pop culture reference with this. Coolio had a song called Gangsta's Paradise. And he used this very verse at the beginning of it. He said, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I take a look at my life. No. <laughs> I'm showing my age for a lot of y'all. But yeah. And some of y'all know that song. But it came as an influence from a Stevie Wonder song called Pastime Paradise. And it blew me away because the Pastime Paradise song talked about everything that was taking us down and was causing us pain living in a pastime doing things that weren't going to get us ahead in life at the time that stevie wonder made this song he was talking about that way back when and then decades later coolio 
takes the influence of that song and starts his song off with knowing that pain, knowing that this was all this what it was the things that were taking us down. With that same thing in mind, and said, "Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, take a look at my life. Realize there's nothing left, cause I've been blasting it lasting so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. So the person that gave us life thinks that we're out of our minds. But even with that kind of pain, we start off knowing that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil." That's motivation within itself. That shows you what control is all about. And control starts spiritually. Just like last week we talked about the solution for bullying is internal. Control starts spiritually. And that's why I use three scriptures as opposed to three human quotes. Because of this very reason. The key to control and having it is spiritual. No one can manipulate your spirit unless you let them. Then we have an actual undercard for today. We had our pros and our cons, and we had them give their matchup, but we actually have an undercard for today. And anybody who knows about the fighting world, an undercard is the match right before or the matches leading up to the main event. And we got a goodie for this one. I told you control. Control hits all aspects, so we got an undercard. And the undercard... Is, it had to be titled The Power of Control. Check me out. So when we define the word control, there's a noun and a verb. Control can be a noun or a verb. So when you look at the noun definition of control, the power to influence and direct people's behavior or the course of events. But then you took the verb one, take into account an extraneous factor that might affect results when performing an experiment. Now, take that verb one again. I'll break it down for you. Take into account, consider an extraneous factor that might affect results, something that could affect how the outcome is when performing an experiment, an experiment, something you really don't know how it's going to come out. But you're considering how it may come out. Look at this like this. A verb is supposed to be an action, right? The noun is usually the subject of the sentence subject predicate this is elementary grammar i'm talking right here so i'm glad y'all getting educated check me out you talk about the word control has just get this flipped the sentence structure like i said there's a noun and a predicate as we learned in school then when you look at the verb version of control it talks about considering the results or what could happen to affect the results then you look at noun version of control that talks about the power to influence and direct people's behavior or the course of action. When you actually put it together, the verb comes before the noun. Unlike what we know as a common sentence structure, because the verb version of control it's talking about planning, considering the results and what may affect the results. But the noun is talking about putting the power to influence, the power to direct those type of things and change the course of action. Do you realize that nothing but the word control could flip the narrative like that? Usually in a simple sentence structure, a common sentence structure, the noun comes before the verb. But in this instance, control has just turned that thing around to where we need to think before we do. And that in itself is the ultimate control. Thinking before we do. I learned it a little late in life. I've been through some things and Queen will attest to it. <laughs> 
And made more simply, this translates into self-control. If you don't have control over yourself, you don't have control over anything. And so I pray that this gave you some tools to put in your rucksack and use for yourself to gain some control. I pray you pass it on to somebody who you feel is out of control. Because if we, after looking at what control actually is, being out of control means every aspect of their life is in shambles. Everything in their life is falling apart to be out of control. So with that being said, I thank you for joining me, giving me some of your time. We're going to do it again next week. We just broke down these scare tactics. Go and fear no more. Blessings and ammunition. I am none other than your brother, XL Wilbur. Bang! You have just listened to Scare Tactics, the podcast, hosted by XL Wilbur, recorded and produced in Wilbur Dome, North Carolina. The theme music is Exotic Notion, produced by DJ Nigma. XL Wilbur can be followed on Facebook and Instagram under XL Inspirations and the XL Wilbur YouTube channel. Website is soon to come. Thank you guys for your continued support and your continued push for greatness. Blessings and ammunition. Bye! But we gotta know this an illusion. Sometimes we look too deep into things that ain't even there. And the enemy wouldn't have taken that time to put that plan together if they weren't scared of you.